Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. We're going to discuss a film that we feel may be underrated, underappreciated, or we just wanted to talk about it. I'm Josh and I'm here as ever with Alice. Alice, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Josh. And yourself? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very excited to say that we're joined by another brilliant guest. We're joined by Drew Selby from the band Rosellas. Drew, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, it's 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 a pleasure. So we always start with a completely random question. So I'm going to go to Alice first, and then we'll come to you, Drew. Alice, what's mm-hmm. the best era for music? Mm-mm-mm. That is a tricky one. But it's a big one. It's a biggie. <laughs> and that is a biggie. A biggie. We're, we might upset a lot of people here, but <laughs> I would say because the Doors are my favourite band of all time, I've got to say the '60s. Um, right. And I, I nice. think, and and just stretching into the '70s as well. Like I love Pink Floyd, love the Eagles, love Fleetwood Mac, that sort of thing. And I would say that that sort of rock is probably like my favourite genre. But I do like, you know, I pretty much love all the genres. Um, so I would have to say the '60s for that reason. '60s. What about 60s. you, Josh? Um, it's a tough one because I. It is a tough one. I have a terrible taste in music. Yeah, like, your like, taste is pretty shit, actually. I'm I feel sort, like mine's yeah, dead good. Like the sort of, and they've got the sort of taste that people go, oh, that's eclectic, isn't it? Yeah. And what they mean is, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose everyone's different. Uh, I mean, I grew, I, got, I grew up like in the 90s. So like, you know, Spice Girls, Stone Roses, Boy Zone. Spice oh, yeah, Girls. Those as well, yeah. yeah. Aqua, um, <laughs> S Club 7, all the big ones. Mm-hmm. But I'd, I'd probably say... Because it's difficult, isn't it? Because you could argue, you could argue, like you know, two hundred years ago was the best time for music because of all the you know the stuff that happened then. I would say the I'm going to say the eighties. Okay, yeah. Because I like a lot of you know that sort of era of Prince music and you do and like, Prince like a lot, Love don't Prince. you? Actually, I do. Yeah. I do. So let's. I'm going to go with the eighties. So, mm-hmm. Drew, big one for you. You're a musician. Ooh, yeah. What's yeah, the best era for music? Twenty twenties when Rosella's break onto the. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Nah, I honestly, honestly, I've got to agree with Alice. I think mm. you absolutely hit the nail on the head. It's back end of the 60s into the 70s for me. Pink Floyd and the top band of all time. Thors and people like that are up there, Zeppelin. So I'm going to agree with Alice. 
You're outnumbered, Josh. I should have known. I should have known based on the posters behind you what you were going to say because you <laughs> oh, yes. didn't and... even notice. <laughs> <laughs> I just put them up for this interview today. By the way, <laughs> it's not like they're there all the time. I need them to think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, we will move on to talking about this week's film, uh, which as Drew has picked, and it is Lords of Dogtown from 2005. So, spoiler warning if you've not seen it. Um, Drew, you picked this one, so tell us a little bit about what it's about and why you picked it. Yeah, man. So, I picked it because um, ever since I was a little nipper, I was always into skateboarding. Um, done a little bit of surfing on the side, that's in the movie as well, but I've always been big into skateboarding and I still skate a lot um, in my life today. And that film is basically set in uh, California in the mid-70s, and it's about uh, the Zephyr Surf team and how they were one of the first um, sort of teams to form in the early days of skating. Back then, it was nothing like what you see now. You know what yeah. I mean? It was all like figuring circles and like handstands and all that shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a cool movie, man. It's got a good cast, great soundtrack, and it's just all about like smoking weed and skateboarding, which... You know, for most people, it wouldn't be a bad film to watch. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so would you say, would you say, is it underrated or underseen? Should more people see it? Is it not rated very well? Or is it just, you just like it and you want to talk about it? I think it's, it's all three at once, to be honest, man. Yeah. Because I, had a, I looked it up, right? I've never, never actually looked at the reviews for it, but it's been absolutely pissed on on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm like... 50 odd percent yeah, um, yeah i think it's a class film man. my sister was the one that introduced it to me and my mum had the dvd so it's kind of like i've not come across it online yeah. so i think it's underrated in that sense if people think it's shit because it's just not and i think it's massively <laughs> underseen because only like my mates that skate have seen it everyone else i mentioned it to they're like what if you want about me yeah Lots well, of what? well let's get into it then and see if we can figure out if you're right or not so alice had you seen this one before so I hadn't seen of it. I hadn't seen of it, excuse me. I hadn't seen it and I hadn't heard of it until earlier this year because a, a couple of people have now recommended it to me because I started trying to learn to skateboard oh, at the yeah. beginning of this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, when, so when I tell people that, they're like, oh, have you seen Lords of Dogtown? And I was like, no. It's like, oh, it's got Heath Ledger in it. I think you'd really yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So when Josh told me that this is what you'd picked, I was like, awesome. I'm actually going to get to watch this film. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm I'm not gonna like lie. I'm you know not gonna try and sort of come across as level-headed about this. I was just totally absorbed into that world completely. I loved every single second of it. I don't know why. I don't know if it just really spoke to me as a teenager. Because skateboarding for me was always one of those things that I wish I could have done. Like I used to rollerblade a lot. I could ice skate. My balance has always been fine. But I went on a skateboard for the first time when I was about eight or nine years old. And I was just terrible. And it, that just put me off and I was scared. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do it. And then as I was getting towards 30, I was like, I need to try it. I need to, I need to just see if I can, because I thought that I could. Because it's like, I know I can balance. I know if I just practice and if I'm confident enough, then I could do it. So I started learning. I can't do any tricks or anything, but I can go. Like, I can just go forward. <laughs> um, so I was really excited to watch this. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I thought the whole aesthetic of it was just incredible. It felt so much older than from mm. 2005. I feel like they did a really good job of the sort of 
bringing you into the 70s really which is obviously when it's set um I thought some of the some of the acting was great because obviously you've got all these really young lads and it starts off and you're like oh is this going to be like a bunch of sort of child actors who don't really know what they're doing but I actually thought they really pulled it together really well I love the story and I love the characters within that story it's like a really different take on this sort of coming of age story and you get to kind of follow their turmoil like with any group of people who become incredibly successful or famous, we, they have these horrendous issues and then they have this fallout. Kind of, you know, rem reminded me of like Fleetwood Mac's story, of Oasis's story. Like these people who come together, do something they love, get really successful off of it, and then it just kind of poisons them in, in a weird way. Um, mm. Loved all the skateboarding. I absolutely loved it. There were so many like praise the cameraman moments because it felt like the camera was on the skateboard with them <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. When they're in the pool um, and that. Yeah. yeah, and that was a brilliant scene. Um, sorry, Josh, I'll, I'll wind it in a bit. No, no, had you seen this? Had you seen this one? Uh, no, no. So I, I hadn't seen it before. I had heard of it. I'd heard of it. Um, so I, 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 similar to, to yourself, Drew, I was like into skateboarding a little bit, like when I was about sort of 15, 14. I, I, again, I could never do any tricks. I could pretty much just stand up and go down the road. But so one thing that this this film, it's not that it doesn't capture it, but it's so skateboarding is so hard. <laughs> to be able to be able to go up and down a ramp is unbelievably difficult. And 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 the fact that it's only just got into the Olympics, I think is quite it's quite mm -hmm. sort of scandalous, really, when you think of some of the other things that, that whether you like them or not, are are in the Olympics. So mm -hmm. so no, I, I hadn't seen it before. I had heard of it. So I knew about it mainly because as, as I might have said before, or certainly might have said in an upcoming episode, that I am a Heath Ledger fan. And I knew that he was a skateboarder, that he was really into skateboarding. Because So one of my favorite pictures, you might have seen it, is a picture of him. He's dressed up as the Joker. And he is jumping over Christian Bale dressed as Batman. Mm -hmm. On a skateboard. On a skateboard. So he used to That's skate... fantastic. Yeah, so he always used to skateboard to set. Um, I don't know if, if, if every film, but apparently he always used to skateboard to set to The Dark Knight. And yeah, there's a really famous picture of him jumping over Christian Bale. Like, You're going to have to show me that, man. I will share, show I will share it. That's I'll cool. share it when That's this cool. goes out on social media. But no, I think there's lots to like in there. Um, I think there's, you've already alluded to it, Drew. I think there's a great cast, particularly good performances from Heath Ledger. I think he's, he's actually, I was watching it with my partner and I said, oh, she said, oh, is there anyone famous in this? And I said, yeah, Heath Ledger, he's there. And she, and, she, and she went, is that Heath Ledger? Because he's got the fake teeth in, hasn't he? And he's got, and he, he does wear sunglasses for most of the film. So I suppose you could be forgiven for not recognizing him in it. Um, Rebecca De Mornay as well, who plays Jay's mum. I think she's really good in it. I think Emile Hirsch is quite good in it as well. So we should say as well is, is, is that it's a true story, right? Mm -hmm. So the three main characters in it, the Zephyr Boys, um, Jay Adams, Tony Alva, and Stacey Peralta. So Stacey Peralta wrote it. He made a documentary about the story and then they adapted mm -hmm. that documentary into the film which is which is what we're talking about now um again like you said Alice, i really love the way it looks it's it's it, a lot of it seems to be shot on a handheld camera feels like and it, it and if, yeah and, like and if it's it, not yeah. it feels like it right so it's got that really grimy sort of sweaty feel to it doesn't it which is mm -hmm. which is which you associate with the air with the era sorry everything's like everything's very gray and the aesthetic feels really like real and, and appropriate to the to the era. And, and that's down to both the way it looks, the costumes, the way it's shot and all that. Again, like you said, Drew, fantastic soundtrack. Um, you got, you know, I mean, amongst others, Jimi Hendrix, Rod Stewart, Alice Cooper, Black Sabbath, Foggart, 
loads. There's loads in there. Um, it reminded me a little bit. Have you have you seen Almost Famous or Dazed and Confused? I've seen Dazed and Confused, but Almost Famous is on the list. It's the Almost moment. Famous. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not only it's not similar in, in it's not about skateboarding but <laughs> but it's similar it's a similar sort of idea of like almost like a it's a similar feel to it and a similar sort yeah. of soundtrack because it's set in that era it's really good you should check it out um as well as as well as a really good cast there's, there's a lot of good supporting people in there a lot of good cameos as well from people who then went on to be massive stars so you've got sofia vergara's in it america ferrera's in it jeremy renner's in it uh, Joel Whoa, McHale's in it. Back up, Jeremy Renner's in it. Where's Jer- Jeremy Renner? Jeremy in it? Renner plays one of the guys who has made skateboard for one of them, possibly Jay. Oh. And he says it's shit, and the wood shit, and the <laughs> wheels are shit. I that, didn't notice Jeremy Renner. So it's Jeremy there, you know? Renner. He's he's oh, in wow. it. Yeah, in that bit. Who, and who, that, who is Jeremy Renner? Well, I don't Haw- know. Have you liked the Avengers? The Avengers films. No way! It's Hawkeye. Yeah, he's Hawkeye. Yeah, oh, yeah, no and he's in. He's in this. And I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Yeah, it. So, keep so, an eye out for him. so he's in it. Um, keep to- your Hawkeye out. Yeah, well. <laughs> and and, and speak, speaking of Hawks, Tony Hawk's in it. Yeah, oh well, yeah, Tony Hawk plays. Like, so because because it's just like it's a proper wink and a nod to the that in it. Yeah, oh, it's harder yeah. than it, it's harder than it's look. It looks. Yeah, I mean he's the greatest yeah. skateboarder of all time or whatever. He's like yeah, the most famous. The most famous, but. Yeah, so, so, so I, I I knew some of the people in it, but I knew some of the people in it because of the games, the Tony Hawk games. Yeah. So like, I think a lot of them are in it as as characters, uh, like pl- playable characters, um, mm. stuff like that. So overall, I mean, I really liked it. So what what specifically do you love about it, Drew? Is it is it is it just the overall thing? Is it is it is it a nostalgic thing? Does it take you back to a place where you loved skateboarding or what? The thing for me, like the, the first thing that sort of captured me about it was the soundtrack because yeah. I remember I've got very early memories of watching that film um, in my room with like my sister and whatnot. And it, I mean, it opens to Voodoo Channel, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. I, I was like a nine-year-old learning to play guitar, and you hear that, dum, 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 and I was just like, "Wow, what the fuck is that?" And that <laughs> kind of captured me in, and then. It's the acting, man, because I love Emil Hirsch as an actor. He's in another great film that's my sister's favourite film of all time called Into the Wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like Eddie Vedder did the soundtrack for that. All yeah, the yeah. films in our family, man, are based around soundtracks. But So I, I recognised him. And I like the character he plays, and I like how all of them, like all of the young boys and girls in the Zephyr team are just like a big group of mates, and they're just getting pissed and skating down the road, being mischievous, you know, like flicking hats off people, like yeah. knocking bins over it, just... It makes me want to be a kid back then. It makes me want to be 17 back yeah. then, you know, instead of learning in Hamforth, where I grew up, where, you know, knock a door run and you get crucified for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, and, it, and it does a really good job. I mean, something that we've not talked about enough, and you alluded to it, Alice, is just the way they shoot the skateboarding. Because we've mm. talked about it before on other episodes, shooting sport is notoriously difficult. So something that is as fast as skateboarding, there's a lot, I mean, there must be a lot of handheld stuff in there. I it, think it what, must... what they get right in that is when they have those big pool sessions, which is all, which is also just cool as fuck how that's true. You know, like mm. they used to drain people's pools and go in there and skate them and all that. But they get like, when people are airing out at the top, the film camera will pause on a magazine shot and it will like transfer to the front cover of a magazine. Yeah. 
and it's like a genuine replica of what it was. But then it's a dead creative way of doing it. You know, instead of just going like, wow, skateboarder there, skateboarder there, vroom, 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 you'd lose interest in that, wouldn't you? I think they do it quite cleverly. It really immerses you in the world, doesn't it? So it's like, it's, yeah. So one of the things I found with it to start with was that it's it's quite overwhelming and it just goes, look, here's all the characters straight away. Mm. And it's quite like, oh, forget, like, who is everybody? When and I think, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, I think that's a, I think that's a purposeful choice. I think what it's done is it is it's presenting you with the world and going like, this is what it is. It's all quite fast. It's all quite chaotic. It reminds me a little bit of, um, have, you, have you watched The Sopranos? I haven't seen The Sopranos, no, but my so, cousin's recommended that yeah, to me. So one thing The Sopranos does, which was, I don't know if it was the first to do, but obviously it was very sort of um, progressive in terms of, t of how TV is made, is that it just presents you with all the characters. It doesn't like mm. go, this is who this is. This is who this is. It goes, this is who everybody is. This is who, these, these people are going to be your friends for the next couple of hours. You'll get to know them, sort of thing. Yeah. He said to me that The Sopranos is like one of the first ones that kind of turned everyone on to doing the series. Kind of thing. Is yeah. that right? Was it yeah. like one of the first major? So it's, the, it's, the, it's considered to be like the first, I think, like box office TV show. So it was, yeah. on, it was on HBO. And it's and since then, you've had like, if you think of every massive TV show, Game of Thrones, event yeah. TV, essentially movie quality tv that that's mm. that's sort of what it is and that's mm. one of the things it does really well is it there's loads of characters in sopranos and all different families and all different people who know each other and this person went to school with this person but it never molly coddles you and spoon feeds you it just goes no this they just know each other and it's and that's it you've got to, you've got to deal with it so i guess it's not it's not spoon feeding your audience it's not it's it's respecting you as an audience member to just be able to make it up as you go along so i, I don't know Alice, yeah. what, what else did you like about it Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, I mean, going off what you said there, one of my notes is that um, like there, there wasn't heaps of exposition. Like they mm. weren't just information dumping. And it was a lot of just show, don't tell. Um, which, you know, can go one way or another. And be- like you say, because there are so many characters, um, but they did a good job at just kind of giving you like bits and bobs of information so that you can piece it all together and you can kind of get to know all of them as individuals. But a lot of that for me is because it, it's so like a home movie. It felt so much like a home movie in the way it looked, the way it was shot, just kind of everything about it, the way that the characters were, like it was so shaky at times. Um, and just, yeah, the way they filmed the skateboarding, and it was just, there was enough skateboarding in it for me as well. Like I was worried because when you see some of the first scenes of the skateboarding, it's like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I hope half the film is this. And then it was, <laughs> and I was like, awesome. Um what else did I like about it? I just, it's just so many things. I loved Skip as a character. I love seeing Heath Ledger anyway. And for me, he was kind of like a cross between like Jim Morrison and Kurt Cobain, just kind of in the way he looked, <laughs> in the way he held himself, just kind of like this, this kind of weird charisma, like this weird 70s charisma that was just kind of so alluring, but then also really questionable at the same time. And wasn't he, he's like smoking weed around these kids and stuff. And it's like, oh, you naughty man. But he's just like so fucking cool at the same time. <laughs> like you just definitely feel like mums would also fall in love with him. Um, <laughs> I think all the young actors did such a good job. Um, and I just, like, I just believed it all. And I was just so in it. And I don't, I don't know what happened. This happens to me sometimes. Like, within the first few scenes, I was just in it. And then I was just in it all the way through. And I loved every single minute of it. Um, it just totally grabbed me. The way it was designed, the way it was written. Also, to be fair, when things are a true story, uh, Drew, Josh and I did In the Heart of the Sea not too long ago, and that's based on real events. And when something is based on real events, that does draw me in a lot more because it's like there's there's actually something at stake. Like yeah. these people lived, these situations actually happened. So when you feel their highs, you feel them with them. And then when you feel their crushing lows, you feel them as well. And like, cause they were so young and they were so ambitious and, but so talented as well. Oh, I just bloody loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say one more thing um, about the film. I wrote it down on it. Um, cause I, I was looking up the cameos before, before I came on. Cause I was like, I remember seeing Tony Hawk in it. I remember seeing Johnny Knoxville on it. Yeah. Um, oh, and Johnny, then, yeah. I mean, he doesn't love Johnny Knoxville. Like. <laughs> and then they were, they were saying in it that Jay Adams, uh, Stacey Pro and Tony Al were actually make like their own guest appearances. Yeah, they're that, all, they're all in they're it. like background, like someone's at a party, someone like the guy yeah. selling the board and that. Um, and I just think it's meant that they were probably on set directing the other lads sort of with their, you know, charisma and sort Play, of the different playing themselves. Play. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's like when, because you can see in the film that they all start skating um, like slipways and little like concrete waves because they're used to surfing and stuff like that. They just skate down the road. And then you can see very quickly how like Stacey and Tony after that competition become very commercial and they become like the poster boys and they're making the millions and all that. And I love how Jay Adams just stays true to his roots. He ends up becoming a bit of a skinhead bunny and he still mm. hangs around with Sid, gets into a bit of trouble and whatnot. But he's like... He's like the raw kind of heart of skateboarding. You know what I mean? He's the one that kind of carried on all the street stuff and all the other guys were off doing the competitions. And they're all great, but it's good to explore that in a film, isn't it? 
that just that was such a dramatic transformation as well because when he shaves his head he looks like a completely different yeah, fella well, like he, he looks so different and he looks so like so extreme like someone that you probably would cross the road from if you saw them walking towards you at night like he's got quite a he's got such a, like the actor's got such a menacing like intense stare yeah, because he um, sits there like, with his jaw kind of like propped out a bit, don't he? Just kind of eyeing you <laughs> off a bit. <laughs> and, it, and like you said, it even says at the end that he, although he's had, I mean, unfortunately, he's, he's now passed away, the real mm. Jay Adams, but he at the time was still alive. And they say at the end of the film, he is sort of acknowledged as being responsible for the the, the spark that then yeah. went on to become skateboarding. So whilst the others were very commercially successful, he seems to be all about the ideology of it yeah. and, 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 and that side of things. And I think that's quite clear. I mean, you know, look, he did have, he had his issues, right? Which we, we don't, we don't need to go into on this, but in terms of the film, like you say, you're absolutely right. I think out of all the three or four main young characters, that one it has the most difficult job really. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He's definitely my favorite. It resonates with skateboarding today, man. Like the, the funnest thing to do, when you're out with your mate skateboarding, I like to skate parks and proper designated areas and all that, like most skaters do. But the funniest thing is looking at things that aren't meant to be skated and thinking, how the fuck can we skate that? How can we be a menace? How can we piss that security guard off so he'll fuck off and leave us here? You know what I mean? It's that it's that childishness inside you and like, you just want to explore things. Yeah. And yeah, you fall off a billion times like Jay Adams does in the film, but it's the fact that they they're focusing in on that whole side of skating where it doesn't have to be this big commercial successful sport. There is a proper route in it where people can do like creative things. Um, like, like jumping over fence posts and staircases. For all <laughs> so in terms of sports films then, would you say this is one of the better ones at capturing the essence of the sport itself? Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it got me into skating when I was a kid and I'm, Sure, that's what the director and the actors wanted. You know what I mean? Other kids to watch it and think, fucking hell, that's well cool. Wanna try that? So we'll move on to talking about things that we perhaps might change or that we didn't like. I can't see this being a, a particularly lengthy section. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alice, what about you? Was there anything you changed, anything you didn't like? I really tried to find something so that we could have a balanced discussion, um, but I couldn't I couldn't see anything. I just loved it from start to finish. Um, I'm sure if if either of you come up with something, you know, I'll consider it and hopefully, you know, we can we can get into that. But nah, there wasn't. I slept on it and I was like, oh, maybe think about it in the morning. See if you can come up with anything. Uh, but nah, there was nothing for me. <laughs> Drew, I'm guessing you're the same. <laughs> I think I, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of the surfing in it. I really, really like oh, that yeah. opening that's scene. A, that's a good point. Um, and I like how all the older boys in the water was saying to the young lads, like, nah, you're not coming out on the waves until you've cleaned our cars and kicked them hippies off down the road. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it's kind of, it shows the, um, kind of like the hierarchy that is at things like skate parks and um, surfing areas. So I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. Um, and I also, I think it's also worth a, a quick mention on the fact that it, it's nice how it comes full circle, isn't it? At the end, I forgot to say it before. So they have a falling out, don't they? And Tony Alva becomes a bit of a dick and him and Stacey fall out. But then they all skate that pool at the end because the mate's got cancer and they yeah. have him in the pool. Yeah. And I think if it didn't have that at the end, that is something I would want to change. And I'd want to see them come back together as a group of mates. But it even nails that. So Yeah, no, and it's it is a really nice ending, isn't it? It's sort of that yeah. idea of 
you put all the bullshit to one side when it really counts sort of thing. And then wish you were here, please, as they go out. Yeah. Was it, I was <laughs> sat there as a kid like, what is this film? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Josh? I reckon you've got a few things to say. Um, Nothing like huge. At first, and I've already touched on this a little bit, I thought it opened a bit frantically and I was not too sure what was going on. But the more I thought about it, and I slept on it like yourself, Alice, the more I thought, that's the point. So I don't know about that. I perhaps would have liked a little bit more exposition because I'm not sure if you didn't know anything about skateboarding, whether you would be able to get everything you wanted out of this film. But having mm. said that, that might be the point. It might be the point that that it's made for people who like skateboarding the way that certain biopics are made of, of certain people who who were musicians or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah. So maybe a little bit more around, for example, when they're doing the skateboard and the competitions, more around what what makes them actually good at skateboarding. Because if you didn't know, mm. you might not know. It's a bit like, actually, it's quite funny. Was it when we were talking about the replacements, Alice, I said the same thing about American football. I was like, if you mm -hmm. don't know about American football, you might not know if this is good or bad. Having said mm -hmm. that, it does do a good job of not spoon feeding you. So... I wouldn't say there is a, anything in particular, just maybe a little bit more exposition. There is a little scene um, you've reminded me that I, I really like because I sort of had the same uh, thought process when I was a kid. I was sort of asking that in my sister. I was like, is that good? You know, like when they bounce off big things and do a big spin, a little manual. And obviously she thought it was cool as fuck anyway. So she was like, yeah, yeah, go learn it, go on quick. But they have a scene where um, Stacey's out in his driveway because Tony like got a better score than him or something in the competition and he's trying to get those like 720 spins and he starts with like a 360 and falls off and then spins a bit more and a bit more and it gives you like a slight little teaser of you know what goes into it but yeah I agree with you there man it could be cool to see like a little bit of the training and Mm. Maybe like them all trying to one up each other in the street, you know, who can jump the biggest stair, so who can do, you know, yeah. whatnot. Okay, well, we'll move on to talking about the critical reception then. You've alluded a little bit, Drew, as to how you think it did. Um, Alice, how do you think it roughly did with the, with the critics? How do you think it did? Um, I mean, going off what Drew said at the beginning, probably not very well. Um, to be fair, the critics have surprised me a little bit recently. Mm. Um, but I, d I don't know if they'd like it. I just, I feel like they'd see it kind of as just maybe trash and, you know, they'd be like, oh, who even cares about skateboarding anyway, sort of thing. <laughs> so I reckon, I reckon it didn't do very well. And I probably, you're probably looking like around the six mark, like kind of probably not even 60% from the critics. Maybe okay. like a 58 or something. So, you already know, don't you, Drew? Uh, I literally just because I did a little Google um, yeah. before, but I think it, on Rotten Tomatoes it was like 55. Maybe on IMDb oh, it, was, yeah. it was like a, a 6.5. Yeah, so like so you're, bo you're, you're both either right or in the ballpark. So, so basically on at the time of recording on IMDb it gets 7.1 out of 10. That's not bad. That's not eh? bad. From Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it 81%. Yeah. Uh, but the critics give it 55%. So mm -hmm. yeah. I do think that that probably t uh, it tells the same old story we've talked about before, Alice, which is the audience seemed to like it and the critics didn't. Mm -hmm. um, so what do we think, Alice? Is that is that fair? Is it harsh? 
the 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 critics rating yeah, for me that is rating. definitely that is definitely underrated yeah. definitely yeah. what about yourself drew I agree. I mean, every single person that's watched the film has said to me it's fantastic. And they're not all people that are into Jimi Hendrix and Zeppelin and skateboarding and things like that. It's just a well-made film and you've got to look at it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, you're not looking for some deeper-rooted meaning and some absolutely heart-wrenching story. I mean, in, in areas it can be, you know, with like Sid's death at the end of the It is that, a but, bit, yeah. When yeah. Well, you just reminded me before of like the moment when they are skating with him in a wheelchair like, yeah that's heartbreaking yeah, yeah. Man. That, that absolutely broke my heart so so i i i would agree with both of you i think it's critically underrated the imdb and, and rotten tomato score between those two probably about how i would i would consider it sort of seven seventy five seven point five, 7.5 whatever you want to call yeah. it what is interesting is i had a little look at what the critics had to say about it so sometimes mm. if it's not clear we have a little look and <laughs> It's, Here we go. Yeah, it's not Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah. But this is—it's—it's it's actually worse than that. So usually, one of the things we talk about, Drew, is that they'll just compare it to another film that's like it. So they'll say yeah. like it's not—it's not—it's um, not Citizen Kane or it's not The Godfather, something like that. Mm. What it says in this sense is now we touched on this at the beginning, which is that there is a documentary about the Z Boys called Dogtown and the Z Boys which was really, really well received. And then they made this. And I've got here four separate bad reviews that all say um, it, <laughs> it's it's not the documentary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, no. it's not, That's, is it? You're right, it's not. No, yeah, well, it's a dramatisation. <laughs> so I don't, for me, that's not to just say. So basically, it's, it's stuff like that. It, it, so Stacey Peralta has told this tale once before and done a better job as the director of the documentary in 2001. There's no need for this movie. The weaknesses underline the strength of the documentary. Um, it's just, I just don't see that as a, like, you've got to take it as its own entity, right? Like how yeah. many, how many James Bond films are under the same plot? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like all the Marvel and comic book films are the same plot. They sound like a bunch of squares to me. Yeah. So for, for me, <laughs> for me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to nail my colours to the mast and say that's underrated. Would you both agree? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. big time, man. So there we go. Another one sliding into the underrated vault, Alice. It's getting mm -hmm. bigger and bigger. I think we're going to have to extend it eventually. <laughs> um, so, Drew, tell us a little bit about... Uh, tell us a little bit about Rosellas. Tell us where we can look out for you. What's, go what's going on in the world of Rosellas? Absolutely loads, mate. Loads of stuff. Um, we've been in the uh, in the studio profusely, been writing and creating loads. Um, by the time the podcast comes out, we just would have had a single out um, called Before the Storm, um, which is an absolutely belting track written by um, our rhythm guitarist, Ewan. We've got another EP on the way later on in the year. Um, and in between those, we've got a plethora of gigs. Um, so we've got the big one in Liverpool, um, Jimmy's, which is August 13th. Um, we've got a sold-out one in Manchester, in our hometown at Gulliver's, which we're all looking forward to. Um, and we've been asked to support Black Grape down in London at um, the O2, O2 Islington. But uh, yeah, that was a bit of a mad one because... Uh, my mum used to play Black Grape songs in the car yeah. as a kid. Um, I recognised Sean Ryder's voice and stuff like that, so I always thought it was the Mondays, but, you know, as I grew up, learned to distinguish him in that. Um, so, yeah, we got asked to do that 
So we're going to have to hire a splitter van or something. All those broke students just put in 50 quid each. <laughs> get down there, keep in the van and come back up. But yeah, we're looking forward to that. And then there's all sorts of gigs elsewhere. Leeds, Sheffield, um, Northwich. You can see them all on our website, um, which is uh, rosellasband.com. All on word. Lowercase, well, don't matter capitals, does it in a web address? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you and your music, and can we get that usual places? Apple, Spotify. Yeah, man, we're everywhere. You'll find us in uh, your mum's car tomorrow on CD. <laughs> um, yeah, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. If you want to be a diamond and support your boys by buying some music, because you know Spotify pays a penny to the pound. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we give. We also give um, like on our website. We've got T-shirts and merch like that. Pretty cool designs. We all designed them ourselves. I designed them um, like one of them to look a little bit like skater wear. You know, we want people to wear them because it looks cool, not just because it's got our name on it. Um, and if you order one of them, you get a free demos album with it um, that I mixed like a good, a good few months ago. So you know, we're just trying to get our music everywhere possible man we're not trying to ram it down your throat like but you know <laughs> if you want to get involved there's plenty of stuff to buy or listen to uh, and social medias where can we check you out there uh so facebook we're on there just forward slash rosella's band twitter i think it's at rosella's band um instagram is rosella's dot band because i think someone stole our name a few years ago <gasps> i know bastards um and then we're on... a bird watching group but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, what else we got? I think we've got like YouTube as well and stuff like that. It's all all the standard, all the standard garden man. You'll be able to find us on there. Okay, well there we go. So do be sure to check out uh, the guys' music. We'll make sure we put plenty of links out. Um, check out their gigs. I'm sure they'll be playing near you. Uh, so go and see them. Go support them. Um, I've given it a listen, and I, although I've said my music taste is terrible, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> um, so 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 there we go. Thanks very much for joining us, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you so much, Drew. Thank you so much for making me watch this. Yes. <laughs> Very happy about that. So there we go. Uh, thank you very much for Drew for, for joining us. I think you were, you were made up with that film, weren't you? I was. I was. You know, I just went in wanting to love it and I loved it. You love a skater boy. I do. And I will say, see you later, boy, because this is the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, it, is, it is the end of the episode. Um, uh, so join us next week where we will have another uh, another episode for you. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsinthatpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's just films in that pod. Wherever you get your, you get your social medias, do be sure to check out Rosellas because they're a, they're a lovely bunch of lads and I, we're hoping to see them blast off... Uh, and become as big as some of the bands that he was talking about then. Um, all thanks to us. All thanks to <laughs> the fact he came on this podcast and talked exactly. about Exactly. Um, so yeah, get in touch with us. Give us a rating or review on iTunes if you've got the time. That would be that would mean the world to us. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week for another film. Alice Oliver, thanks for joining me as ever. Thank you, Josh. Pleasure as always. And it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary 
not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.